Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk Recorded live. Peace and blessings, Brother Priest, Tribe of Judah. <clears throat> Born on the record, Brother Priest, Tribe of Judah. Today is April 10th, 2017. Let's see who we have on the line. I see Brother Alex. I see... I'm going to bet that this is Brother Eric and Sister Crystal, Southwest Georgia. Yes, sir. Praise the Lord. Uh, Mid-Southeast Texas, is that Ramya? Who's Mid-Southeast Texas? Who else is on the line? One moment. Is anybody there, brother? So, but no, there was nobody there. That's the seven six zero number, right? I mean, uh, no, the seven one two number, right? Uh, yeah. Eight four one four eight four. Yeah, no one was there. Who's uh, who else is on the line? Well, I'm y'all Ben Israel. I thought that was you, but I didn't hear anything. What, what's going on with you, brother? How's everything? All is well. What do you? What have you had any um, updates from? I mean, I'm not asking you to say it here, but any updates from last the last one I spoke with you? I'll call you. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to wait for one moment. Somebody needs to go on mute.
Did anybody get the message that I sent out the other day? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Okay. The message, I, the message, oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Going over. The message that, uh, about the uh, phones being switched to one to the uh, Thursday call. Yes, sir. Yeah, that's the message. Um. Yes, yeah, I don't see Yakin on the line, but you know, that's kind of like who I'm waiting on is him. Where are y'all? Brother, where are y'all? Shalom. Is it possible you can contact Yakin and let him know we're on this line, please? Yes, sir. Sadaq. All right. Um, so that I don't further delay. You know what? I want to say this. This is more important than anything we can learn. I am thankful to the Most High that we are who we are as a people in this nation. And one of the things that no matter where I'm growing in my individual life, I continue to see this is, I'm sharing my life experience right now, complete babble amongst our people. And it's one thing to not eat swine or scavengers. I praise, sir. Uh, he's probably still at work. I can't get him. Okay, thank you, brother. No problem. Um, there's one thing to be able to eat swine and scavengers, or stop eating that. Stop eating the pork. You know. Stop eating the catfish. That's one thing. It's not just a cultural thing. It's a health thing why we should stop doing that. It's not just some religious idol God worship. It's it's a divine health thing. But we can know all the history. We can know all of the um, scripture. You can wear the garment. You can put on fringes. You can do all of that. But if we don't know how to treat somebody, 
if we don't know how to just act every day in a decent capacity, it's all for naught. It's just it's useless. And anybody that's following any religion and hiding behind their religion and using their religion to justify their mistreatment of others, it shows that they don't know the real God Almighty. And they definitely don't represent the real God. But, you know, for me, it gets tiring to talk about the history or talk about the law and all these different things when you're dealing with people who can't even control their behavior, who don't even know how to act. Like, you know, my parents raised me a certain way, and I owe them that credit, and I owe them the responsibility of trying to uh, represent them in the best way possible that I can. And I know that my parents would not want me to go out here to rob and steal and kill and fornicate and commit adultery and lie. And I just know they wouldn't want me to do that. And that's not a religious thing. That's just being just good people, you know. So I'm saying this to say no matter how much we grow in the nation, no matter where we go in the nation, no matter where we go in life, just remember, be good from within and let that light shine and let us treat one another properly. Brother Alex, you there? Shalom. Shalom. What's going on in Chicago these days, brother? Oh, man, everything, everything. Um, man, uh, I haven't really been hearing too much, but, uh, you know, it's just, you know, there's still violence going on. You know, the police out here heavy and everything. And, you know, once again, our people is running rapid, you know. But other than that, I'm, I'm being peaceful, brother, peace. That's good to know, brother. That's good to know. Are you away from the from the violent areas most of the time? I mean, to be honest with you, no, because sometimes stuff happens, even like, you know, when I'm at far as cutting hair and everything. But, I mean, I'm in the midst of it all. I see things. Hmm. Where is where do they um try to portray <clears throat> that uh that last barbershop movie? Do you know what that neighborhood was? Oh yes. Uh that that's uh that's the east side of Chicago. Is it really like that like over there? Around, like around like Stony Island, Jeffrey, up in that area. Is it really like violent over there like they say? In that oh, movie? Man, right now, man, yes. Yes, because over east was like mainly where all the uh, black business was. So now it's just it's just crazy with a bunch of young kids. I mean, they out there they shooting the violence. It's like crazy. Yeah, they even got Mexicans over there now. So it's like they even over there gang banging. Wow. Yep. Yeah. 
it's like big clicks now. It used to be like gangs, but now it's just like clicks of people just joining. It's just crazy, man, especially with the uh, Internet, everybody going live and, you know, showing guns, people getting caught, people that's in tour with each other. So it's just like once they see each other and people go live, they know where they're at as far as location. And, man, it's just there's a lot of stuff be going on. Right, right. Um, you talking about Facebook Live? Man, Facebook Live, man, I'm talking about, yeah, Facebook Live got a lot of people killed. I've been hearing that. How does that work? I, I'm not on Facebook like I that, mean, so. I'll be honest with you, I don't even have a Facebook account, but from my understanding, <laughs> it's just like if you were to go live, I mean, they tell them where your location is, like, you automatically know where that person at. Like, you could be, let me see, on Stony Island. You go live. They, oh, Brother Priest on Stony Island. He laughed. And then they get to see in the background and stuff. So it's not hard for me to pick where you from or to, you know, see where you at. So it's like, oh, man, we spotted he are. He's on Stony Island. Let's check him out. Or if you're in tour with someone, man, they know that location. They easy to, to come get you. And that's how a lot of people have been getting, like, killed and stuff and targeted. Is anybody on here to use Facebook Live? No. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> uh, Ramya, do you can you explain how it works? Because you're the social media king in my eyes. Well, basically, uh, Facebook Live is an app that you have on Facebook. Um, once you download the... Uh, the Facebook app, and you can like basically take do a little a short little video or a long video, however you want to do it, um, and it goes live, it goes viral on, on your page, and you know while you um while you live, everybody can see it while you actually doing the video at the same time. And I yeah, is it, is it from your phone? You shooting it from your phone? Yes, you could do it on your phone. You could do it on your um, computer. You could do it on a la- um, on a little tablet. Yeah, you could do it all on, on either one of those. Okay, so if you do it, well, if you do it from your computer, I guess you're gonna have a webcam. But on the phone, you don't need a webcam. You just turn you just turn your phone's um, uh, video on. Yeah, once you once you connect to the uh, Facebook Live, um, it actually comes straight on. Like um, like most of the phones now have the front camera and have the back camera. Uh, most people are gonna use the front camera and then they can switch it back and forth from the front to the back. Lord have mercy. Well, let me say this. Um, anybody familiar with that scripture in the book of Revelation where it talks about there was going to be a time to come and that these prophets would be killed and the whole world would see it, would witness it? Anybody remember that? No, sir. It was a scripture that talks about it. So it's like it's talking about a time that was going to come in the future where everybody can be looking at things at the same time. And what it looks like is 
it's talking about today and it's talking about Facebook Live and that type of technology because Facebook Live is relatively new. And now they're they're killings and murders and suicides on Facebook Live. And I don't I can't believe that that's a coincidence. So we're living in a time where this technology is uh come full circle. Anyway, listen, we gotta we have to treat one another right. If you if you're a true we we identify ourselves as Hebrews. We we know that we're the Israelites. Okay, we know that we're the Moors. Fine. But act like it. Don't act like we gotta encourage our people to act better, man. Stop trying to compete with one another with I know this more than you. You know, this is not an information or knowledge competition. Oh, excuse me. It's not an information or knowledge competition. It is, let's just act right. For God's sake. Our brother E.K. went through some trials and tribulations recently. Brother E.K., how's it going uh, thus far these last couple of days? Um, brother, yes, sir. Uh, yeah, just keeping my head above water, uh, not getting bitter or resentful, just, just staying patient, you know, and just staying disciplined, staying focused. Um or just the bigger picture. Um, stuff like this happens. It's part of the work. It's part of the past. And um, that's just sort of what's keeping me above water. And just knowing that, uh, you know, there's a, you know, working with a body of people in the nation that, you know, we have like a safe environment where we can talk about these things and, you know, it's a great support system, you know, because it makes it a lot easier going through these type of situations. So, but other than that, um, everything is fine. I'm fine. Um, I'm still obviously uh, making segue and, uh, you know, with my transition and stuff like that. So um, there's some progress being made. Um, but um, as far as me personally, I'm, 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 I'm pretty decent. So, I'm not uh, stressed out or anything like that, but just more so just keeping my head above water and just staying focused. You sound like a whole lot better, brother. You sound like a weight was really lifted off of you. And uh, the Lord blessed you with courage, man, and strength and dedication and loyalty. You stood up under some really, really extringent um, circumstances, man. So um, the Lord is with you, man. Really with you. Appreciate it. Um, E.K., he um, did an event representing the Temple of the Nation in Boston, he uh, showed the, the the documentary video, Jesus the King James, and um, 
<clears throat> there were some challenges. So it's we overcame the challenges. And I'm very thankful. Anybody else on the line? Anybody new on the line that didn't acknowledge? Whenever we make these switches, wait a minute. I do see two people on the line. Hold on. New York? Shalom, brothers. Brother Gavin, for the record, I'm sorry. And Sister Anisha, for on the record. Praise the Lord. No matter what we do, one moment. No matter what we do, you know what? Um, we got to learn how to treat people, damn it. <laughs> like, treat people correctly. What we're learning here, I'm going to lay this out for you. Status is state of mind. But status begins with state of mind consciousness or state of mind awareness of what is going on, actually going on. Not somebody's personal philosophy or interpretation. It's not my belief system that there are international Zionist Jewish bankers in controlling the global commerce. That's not my belief. I know that that's the truth. Anybody with half a brain knows that that's the truth. Okay? Now, you can believe whatever the hell you want to believe. The fact is those people are controlling global commerce. Okay? Now, next thing. Uh, when you when you are doing paperwork, what we're teaching is reconstruction of your affairs. So your mind has to be reshaped in knowing how to get rid of all the idolatry, get rid of all the mischief making and theories and and philosophies, and deal with factual, practical, basic knowledge. Very, very simple. The more you simplify your thinking, the easier it's going to be to see through this. So we have to teach the components of the historical status in law. We have to teach the nationalities and how they originated through scripture, how we relate to it. So that as you grow and you develop, you're understanding why when you move on to do documents, you're understanding why you do them. Now, it is useless to do a status, anything 
on paper and you as an individual are ignorant to what is being done. So, there are some people who do not mind being called doctor, lawyer, minister, big shot. They don't mind these titles. And they don't mind not being educated to live up to the title. And what I mean is, who in their right mind will want to have the title bestowed upon them of brain surgeon, and they are totally ignorant to brain surgery and never went to school for brain surgery? I mean, if you really would, would like that bestowed upon you, that shows that you're mentally altogether there. And my point is, you have to be a brain surgeon through education and comprehension before you take on the title of brain surgeon. Okay. You have to be free and know the components of freedom before you take on the quote-unquote title of free. You have to already be that. And whether we know it or not, there's no documents or paperwork that makes that. What makes that is the proper education and your proper realization. So, when you hear people that say, yeah, pay me such and such amount of dollars, I'll change your status. You better look at them and know that they're a complete maniac. If they're going to put you on, here's here's the way that they're trying to sell you that is real, but let me just say, here's the way that that, that is real. Any functional body of people can have you as an individual join in as a member and write some documents and send them out to authority and you're changed, right? On paper, status-wise, you're changed. But you're not that doctor that you were studying to be. You're not that free man that you were studying, that you should be studying to be. You're not that yet. So you go out, somebody will change your status. What I mean by changing status is you belong to a body of people who are operating as one which means you have a different body of law that you answer to. Okay? Or that you first answer to. I should say it that way. You have a different body of law that you first answer to. We first answer to the scriptures. We first answer to the scriptures. If you can follow what I'm saying, why would you want to walk into something, be given a license, a sanction, a title, and be dumb as a box of rocks and not know how to operate? So at any given time, 
somebody upon a challenge will contract you out of your status. So you join into this group. They give you some documents. Let's say I'm going to use Morris Science Temple. You join Morris Science Temple of America Incorporated. You get a quote-unquote nationality card. Now you're a member. Okay? But, but that changes you. The, re- the reason why it changes you. Somebody say something? Oh, I'm not for Shalom. This is your kid. Shalom, brother. Oh, I don't see you on the board. Where you? Yeah, I had to get oh, Randy had to call me because I keep trying to put the pen in when it works. Okay, I got you. All right, let's say you join this body of people like the Morris Science Temple of America, right? You get a membership card, a so-called nationality card. On paper, now you belong to that body of people. That's a change of status. That's one of the ways this status changes. But inwardly, spiritually, you're the same nigga that you were the day before. So your status is a fraud. But what I mean is, there's only free people and bonded people. Free people are those that belong to a body of people, meaning like you you reading the scriptures, the mark of the beast, free and bond. Okay, the free people are those who belong to a body of people. Negroes, blacks, uh, Latinos don't belong to anybody except for the United States of America. They don't belong to their own people. They don't do business with themselves. All right? Now, to change you on paper and you go out there with the same ignorant behavior, they can arrest you, do whatever, and contract you out of your own status because you don't know what the hell you are doing. If somebody slides paper in front of you and tells you, just sign here, sign here, sign here, and you sign it, give it to them, you don't know what you are doing. So upon a challenge, that paper is not going to defend you. That paper is a notice that says that you are what's on that paper. So if we, as this nation, issued you documents day one, come fill this out, we'll change the status, right, and all of that. And you're not that, then that means we committed fraud as well as you did. My point is, you have to be it. You're in this nation, you're part of this nation, Remember this nation. Upon any type of challenge that comes up, if and when necessary, there are dozens of people that can account that your brother, brother priest, is there to the best of my ability to help you through any type of thing 
that you come across. And there's an individual in this nation that that has hit me with some doozies and does this all of the time. And this individual is having two court cases. I, I today today I talked to a couple of different people that have court cases approaching. This one is supposed to be to collect debts. Well, there's supposed to be two different companies coming after them to collect one debt. They're both claiming that they should be able to collect that one debt. Now, let's use common sense. If I owe Bobby, do I owe Billy? No. I owe Bobby. So if Bobby and Billy are coming after me claiming that I owe them, Billy's lying. And I should know that. And if I don't know that Billy's lying, if I don't know, then I can't possibly be in my right mind to be able to defend myself against it. Brother Eric, does that make sense? Does that make sense? Lama, yes, sir, it makes very good. So give me an example in your own language how you think that will work in, in life. Uh as far as what we doing? And and, yes, and okay. That will be uh if I go bad on my bills and they the bill people turn it over they 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 uh how you say it? they sell it to somebody else and you got another person coming after you and you pay the other person or, or, or you pay the other person as well as the person that you say you owe or or I'm gonna say it like this uh. You paying, you pay double. You know everything you got. You got whatever you paid for the product and the taxes <laughs> on it. With that idea. Yeah, that's a good example. And if you are, if you're not aware of how it works and why that that's illegal and it should not happen, but you don't even know that it's illegal. You're not competent in that aspect of life. So they can both collect from you, one illegally and one legally, but you're out double the money because of what you do not know. Now, here's the other thing. I I really need to say this. Whatever religion people claim, and they try to claim a God with their religion, but somehow their God doesn't tell them how to do commerce, (laughs) doesn't tell them their nationality, their God, their almighty supreme being is ignorant to commerce? I mean, what? What kind of mind must somebody be in to really be walking around accepting that? 
here's the point about it. What you've been seeing that they're calling the Hebrew faith, well, particularly I'm not knocking these guys, but you see the guys on the street. That's really not the Hebrew faith. And the reason why I'm saying that is you can read the Bible and verify this. What they were teaching are everyday life lessons and principles. How to actually live every day. How you should be conducting your commerce and who you should be conducting it with. So in the scriptures, we only did commerce with, well, we would contract with people outside of us. But we only circulated our money within our own banks, with well, our own treasury. Okay. When when we would commit a trespass, a transgression, we go to the temple door, we pay a trespass transgression offering. We pay a sin offering. Those were fines. If you get a ticket, there's a fine. Okay, just go back thousands of years ago. You get a ticket for a transgression, go down to the temple door and pay your transgression money. Pay your sin offering, your burnt offering. It's the same thing. So if your God was real, then your God should be able to show you that and educate you on that and help you to understand that. That's the point I'm trying to make. If you really get it, if this is what is really being taught in the scriptures. Now, there's there's high language, parables, and all of that kind of stuff, fine. The fundamental principle is how to live every day. So you have laws, statutes, commandments. Commandments are moral codes. Statutes are how you run government. Law is how you govern the earth and particularly through commerce. That's what the Bible is actually about. Is not taught that way largely because most of these people are teaching idolatry. Quote this, quote that. That's why they have no control over their own behavior. That's why they're so mean and arrogant and haughty. And, and they're not getting the spiritual aspect of what the scriptures are saying. They're not getting the everyday lesson. They're totally baffled by banking, taxation. Status, nationality. I'm not talking about what you call yourself as nationality, how it works. How did they establish nationality? Every time in the scriptures when our people were functioning amongst ourselves as an operational government, we were free. Even when we were under in somebody else's country or land. Every time we were not functioning with our own people in all capacities, we were slaves. Same thing that happens today, 
And the real truth is any people who do not claim themselves as a collective and operate collectively to govern themselves must be governed by a people that know how to govern. Therefore, such a people can only be servants, slaves, serfs, what have you. Brother E.K., is this making sense to you? Shalom, yes, sir, it is. Yes, sir, it is. So uh, what's your take on it? Can you explain that in your own words? Yes, sir. Um, Yeah, I mean, it really comes down to, like, the scripture is really... It's really uh, written from a common sense perspective, realistically, because uh, as you mentioned, like, it's about everyday affairs. You know, it's like we have law, studies, and commandments, and this is why um, your character has to precede you or it has to come first before any set titles of nobility almost. And... That's why a lot of emphasis is placed on keeping the commandments, keep the commandments, keep the commandments, because if you have good moral conduct, it makes it easier to conduct government through the statutes and conduct commerce through the law and how to deal with your brothers and sisters and even form a nation. Because, I mean, all nations are just following the script, the, the blueprint of the scriptures. Every foreign nation is doing the same thing. Like, they circulate their dollars within their own communities, yet they'll contract with those outside of them to see if they have anything of, of value that can benefit their own people. And they just use that and they circulate it amongst themselves. So, you know, our people don't really do that because we're being taught idolatry. 24-7, you know, with this recording scripture, but we don't understand the mechanism behind why the scripture is being written the way it's written. And so this is why, like, uh, the scripture is not, is not meant for those who are idolaters. You know, it's like it's meant for those who really have a fundamental comprehension about just reality in general. You know, this is why you will oftentimes, you know, people who may have been in the church that may know the scriptures and stuff like that will be amazed by someone who may not have had that to read the same scripture and understand the reality behind it. And that individual that goes to church with this, that individual is a, is a, a cultist or a satanic individual. When in reality, they just said, look, this is just reality. Like, this is just what we have to do in order to, you know, to properly conduct oneself, you know. So I I think, uh, you know, it's, it's, I don't know, it's just, it's, I still, it, it, it doesn't, it's not rocket science, you know, per se, because, you know, it's just you just have to train yourself to be in that state of mind all the time. But it's more like the scriptures is really your guide of self improvement 
every single day. It's an ongoing process until you leave the earth. You know, often many people may have heard the acronym of the word Bible, which it's been noted as basic uh, instructions before leaving earth. You know, we may have heard that maybe it's been talked about in, uh, on this line on the nation in times past, but it's basically these are the instructions you have to do to have a fruitful life and to have the blessings therefore. You know, so this is why, like, you know, in everything that we do, you know, it all leads back to the scriptures. The said government in the United States, they have, they, they even made it with the 1983 was the year of the Bible. They know that these scriptures is what helped them form this said government. And every fundamental concept leads back to it. You know, so everybody on the earth knows this except our people. You know, that's why we're lost, <laughs> you know. But, again, it's um, it's not difficult. It's just a matter of really training yourselves because people people make mischief with these scriptures because they feel like they can quote so much, they hide behind that, and they create doctrine out of that. But their lips, they do lip service, but their heart is far from what the scriptures is actually speaking of. You know, so... That's why it's like when, when when they get hit with reality, they can't fathom the solutions. You know, it's like how could you search so, uh, 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 how could you search the Almighty, the Most High Almighty, and He won't tell you how to how to serve Him. <laughs> you know, like how how can that happen? You know, so um, yeah, that's all I got, brother, and I, and I you. Sister Nisha, what are your thoughts? How did I know you was going to come to me? (laughs) (laughs) Let me tell you, my thoughts are the most high God almighty is a hard master. And he who he loves, he chastens. And... Everybody has chinks in their armor. And when certain pressure points are pressed, those chinks in the armor come out. And you may ask why certain things are transpiring in your life to push those buttons. But the answer, I believe, is because those chinks in your armor must be exposed so that you cover them and that whatever mission or purpose you were created for, especially since you are within the temple of the Most High, you can fulfill without those chinks that were in your armor being a constant defect in your character. I lost it today to the point where I cursed somebody out in front of Brother Priest. And this was, you know, this is something close to home that is a pressure point when it's personal. um, It's personal. You can't help that it's personal. 
But that's why I'm saying the Most High is a hard master because he's going to bring all of those chinks out to create a perfect work. And if you are really serious about the endeavor that you've chosen to put yourself and place yourself in, you are going to work hard to rectify those chinks in your armor. And you can't fake it. You cannot fake it. If you're going to be about it, you're going to have to be about it. And the Hebrew faith is a holistic government. It deals with your personal morality, with how you interact with people, even those that wronged you. It deals with law, government, and commerce. It deals with health and diet. And everything is intertwined into one. So I would just like to say that with this walk, expect yourself to be tried in the furnace and be willing to be broken down, to be rebuilt again. And every time you think you've been broken down to the very last compound where you cannot be broken anymore because you can't take it anymore, there's always another level of perfection. And when you're done, you'll be dead. And that is my thoughts right now. With that, I yield. Praise the Lord. That's very insightful. So when you're seeing people that are saying their focus is on this is how you pray, this is how you pronounce these words, yeah, you should learn those things. You, we, it's not that we don't cover those things, but that's all that they know. And, and here, here's the problem. They know those things based on their interpretation. So they're going to interpret YHWH as Yahweh, Yahweh, whatever, right? Missing the point altogether because their different pronunciations makes one party think that they're superior to the other. And that is not what this is about. That's an idolater. When they when you can't see that how you interpret it or your people interpret it is not exclusive to you or you make it exclusive to you. But the creator is not exclusive to Israelites, period. As a matter of fact, in the scriptures, when the 12 sons of Israel, the Israelites went astray, 
the Lord gave the 12 sons of Ishmael a blessing and had them take our place temporarily. It's, it's not a superiority thing. It's not any of that. What it is is it's universal. But this book was written by our people. It was written for us and by us. It's not um, racist. It is not a racist book, but of course you can interpret it interpret it that way, which shows again idolatry. When a body of people, let's say it's you, your consort, your mate, and your your children. Let's say though that small group, you live in a house. Go around the block, all of you. Go around the block. Firebomb somebody's house. Arson. Cocktail bomb. Then go back to your house like you didn't do anything wrong and nobody saw you. So you think. So from a godly perspective, what you did wrong, you're going to receive punishment for. And it's not a mistake that you, your immediate family are the ones that are being punished. So you can't point the fingers at others and be like, why are they not being punished like I am? Well, they didn't do what you did. <laughs> Why are they not being treated like how? How come I'm not being treated like that? Because these other people don't act like how you act. <laughs> they don't think like how you think. That's why you're being treated like that. So I'm saying to sum this up, status begins with state of mind. Whenever you see somebody that's calling, that's coming to people saying, hey, I'm a sovereign, um, I'm a secure party creditor, I can change your status, pay me such and such amount of dollars, believe me, they are selling you pipe dreams. Because even if they could do something, first of all, they would have to be a part of a body of people that can bring you into that body and change your status that way. See, you're coming from belonging to nobody. Just being a common everyday Negro citizen, you belong to nobody, except for the slave master. You come from that into somebody that's claiming you as their own, and this is your quote-unquote family. That's a change in status. Because what? If you have children, guess what? Who is supposed to actually police their children? You are. The police that are on the blocks that are killing our babies, killing our brothers and sisters, have no business policing our neighborhoods because they don't police Korean neighborhoods or Chinese or Japanese or Arabic neighborhoods because they don't have to. They don't have to. But you get these savage dogs called Negroes. As savage as we are, 
They surround us with police. We get out of hand. They gun us down. But I don't see Chinese, Japanese, Arabic gangbangers like how we see with Negroes and Latinos. They're not doing these drive-by shootings because their parents are involved in their lives. They're raising their children in a particular kind of way with a particular kind of civility and honor. When you get outside of that, where you're not raising your children properly, somebody's going to handle that for you. It's really simple to comprehend, but when you got a head full of idolatry and all, and all types of myths and legends and fairy tales, it's really hard. So you got to break out of those things in order to have some type of common sense in reasoning. Brother Yakin, what are your thoughts on what we're speaking about so far? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. My thoughts. Hey, I see you, Ma. Yeah, yes, sir. My, my thoughts is what one thing that you were talking about was about governing uh, people, and you were saying that uh, people who can't—it was, it was a lot of people who can't govern themselves—and that's why um, those around a government for them. That's what makes them as slaves or servants or things like that. And I thought that was pretty interesting. Um, perspective of what you said, because I never thought of it that way, that the people, if you can't do, govern yourself, the people around you could, and they know the stuff, so they could make you whatever they feel like, make you or put you well position, they feel like putting you in, since they know. And um, as far as like, what you were saying about, uh, the, you were talking about the punishment, you were, you were talking about arson and stuff like that. As far as that goes, I was going to say, and so that's like the same thing as everybody is punished by according to their deeds, because he was talking about how the guy was like, we were saying, you know, saying how the guy was like, um, you know, why he get treated this way or that way versus everybody else, and they didn't do what he did. So mm-hmm. now, what I want to ask you about, was that like, was that like the same as um, he get punished. A person get punished according to their deeds. Yeah, exactly. An individual gets punished. A body of people get punished. It's no different. An individual has a credit score. A body of people have a credit score. You see, it's the same thing. I'm just using it in comparative language. One man, one woman, or so we're told, Adam and Eve, ruined it for the entire planet. So what two people did, now the rest of us got to pay for that. It's because it's a representative of a body of people showing us that, yes, one man and one woman can ruin an entire nation of people to where an entire nation of people have to answer. Because what's supposed to happen is we're supposed to take those transgressors and deal with them ourselves. 
But when you don't do that, somebody else does it. Does that make sense, Brother Joaquin? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. That makes a lot of sense. So, listen, as, as harshly as we've been treated, I don't like the way we're treated no more than anybody else. But understand why we're treated that way. And I also understand the difference. Listen, I went I went to cut the grass uh, last night and today, this morning, right? Well, I have to go to the, the local Home Depot to get some stuff from there, right? Caucasian people, treat me with the utmost respect. You, I walk up to some Negroes who for no reason. Here's these Caucasians that treat me respectfully for no reason. Here's these Negroes that treat me like crap for no reason. Sister got her nose all turned up. Like she don't even want to help me. For what reason? <laughs> I didn't do nothing to you. I don't even know you. You just hate your own people that bad? But yeah, we do hate each other that bad. Rami, what are your thoughts? Are you there, Brother Ramya? Brother Gavin, what are your thoughts? Shalom, brother. My thoughts is, you know, individuals' brains are developed through the influence of from when you're a baby, uh, from those who are your leaders or your, you know, your parents or your guardians. And as you come of age, you get more influence about about the world, you know, uh, according to your interactions with different cultures, people, individually. And a lot of times, more often, you see on TV or, you know, what is being reinforced through um, telecommunication, which is TV and radio and newspapers. And um, I would say that that's the bottom line, too, when it comes to an individual. When it comes to your self-discipline and morals that you carry, uh, whether you go to a church, synagogue, mosque, temple, uh, you know, uh, all of these things are embodied into you in accordance to... Have a good day. I'm sorry, I just went to a tovel. Yeah, so all of those things are does influence you over time to carry certain characteristics. So uh, everything that everyone says so far is uh, interconnected to how you want to perceive 
how life should be lived out. But you you feel the uh, you feel the uncomfort of uncomfort in life when you realize that you're not progressing in you know in your every, everyday endeavors, every life endeavors. Um, you know whether it's in your spiritual world or physical world. And um, to me, if you don't learn the definitions through the reference of the universal source, which 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 is you know a language, not just how to speak, but a language of um, a science behind a subject. If you don't know the reference to it. Your interpolation will always be confused or uh, misconstrued, and you and you, and you don't see yourself progressing. And, and that's what I um, that's what I interpret with everything and what we've been talking about this whole evening with that idea. Praise the Lord! Praise the Lord! And that's very true because. You're going to have a thousand interpretations off of one definition. And unless you're taught what the definition actually means and how to think about the definition, unless you're taught that, you're going to make mischief with it and make up your own stories. Which is really what the scriptures, they, they didn't write it. Those who didn't write it don't understand the state of mind that the people are in that wrote it. They were not speaking from some religious folly. They were really speaking about government. Government. And it's hard to see if you have that clouded mind with all that other religious babble. It's easy to see when that is removed and the blinders in front of your eyes. It's really easy. Status begins with you and what you are. Paperwork is telling people who and what you are. So you have to be what it is. If you get a birth certificate, your parents gave you a birth name. Now they're serving notice to the world that this is their child. So they're supposed to both sign their birth certificate. They give their signature saying that I that we gave birth to this child. That is who you are. They selected you a name before they put it on paper. Because they have the power to do that. They put it on paper, and now the whole world is notified of your moniker, your name. And that's who you are, or to be known as. You were that before it hit the paper. 
And you grow up using that name and identifying with that name. Well, you got to do the same with your status. You got to be it before it hits the paper. (laughs) You have to be it. You do. That's what makes you different. Because you're stepping up back to your true self, telling the world, hey, I get I get what happened. My forefathers, we fell into transgression. We got put into slavery. Our, our names were removed from us. That's not a belief system. That is reality. That's not a, a religion. That is real life. We have slave master names, right? It's not my philosophy or your philosophy. That's real. That means when we get out of our sentence of being imprisoned to slave masters, we should get our original names back and know how to conduct ourselves and know why we were put into this condition. It is simple as that. But here you got philosophies and religions and all these different things that you can barely see the truth out of just to get to the point, hey, my forefathers messed up. They got put into slavery. Our names were removed from us, which is standard practice. That's standard practice all over the earth. Started from Hebrews, but it's standard practice. We did it to other people. We put them in bond servitude and took their names from them. Particularly in the Bible, we did it to Edomites, where the Edomites disappeared for 400 years off of the face of the earth, but they didn't disappear off the face of the earth. Their names disappeared. It's because they were in bondage. So, the people you call Moors in history, those are Israelites, right? The Moors disappeared off of the face of the earth beginning in 1492. But they didn't actually disappear. Their names disappeared. That's what disappeared. The people are alive. They say Latin is a dead language. Well, no. The people are spiritually dead. Latin is the language is what you use in law. So how is the is the dead language? The people are spiritually dead. They don't even know that that's them that made that language. I'm talking about the Latinos that are actually Israelites. So I'm saying I'm trying to get across. If you don't do anything, but learn how to treat people right and conduct your everyday affairs correctly, that's better than anything, any of these scripture-quoting maniacs. They quote all of that scripture, but they don't live it. They quote it, but their hearts are not right. They don't represent the real God or the real Christ or the real scriptures. They represent hate, idolatry, and philosophy. So when you try to tell them it's in the Bible, 
about how to get out of this condition of enslavement. It doesn't take an arm of Jesus coming out of the sky. It's written in the Bible what the solution is. They can't even point you to it because they don't even know it's there because they only read it from idolatry's perspective. Oh, this is making sense. Yakin, anything else you want to say or ask or talk about? Uh, no, sir, not right now. I'm just just listening and taking in everything you say because um, this acts. I mean, this is great because I'm learning a whole lot here. Praise the Lord! Praise the Lord, brother Eric. Is the sister with you? Shalom. Yes, sir. Sister, um, what are your thoughts overall? Salam, brother. Um, basically, like you said, the, the Bible is our guide as to the ins and outs of every aspect of our lives. And once we're able to comprehend that and that becomes uh, completely part of our nature, then we can collectively build a solid foundation. And um, once we can get on the same page on a, and agree, then we can build upon that foundation. But, you know, as a people, as long as we are, um, I guess, you know, looking at each other's flaws, whatever they may be, that breaks up that foundation and it disperses it, you know, all different corners. And that makes us um, basically separate and we can't really get anything done that way. Um, And just like you said, you know, we just have to be uh, more loving and stable and and just be doers of what we say. We have to own up to what we say and keep our word and uh, make sure that we're treating other people the way that we want to be treated and uh, just staying in line and with that I yield hallelujah yeah we really need to just stay in line stop being so holier than thou calling out other people where where your where your fringes at where your, your ribbon of blue where's that at I mean you know what kills me I tell this story a lot Met a brother. He he identifies himself as a Moor, but he was um, following all these street Moors philosophies. So he's like, "Man, I'm hungry. I need to go to 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 the you know get something to eat from Burger King." The Negro is wearing a fez, walks into Burger King and orders a bacon double cheeseburger. And I looked at him and I said, "Man, what the hell are you doing? You you call you you have on a fez. You're calling yourself noble, and you're eating swine. You just ordered swine. Then, a couple months later, I go to his house. He invites me to his house. 
and his wife is cooking swine and offers me swine. It's like, man, what what is your idea of the principles and standards of what you're supposed to be living by to where you could dress the part, but you don't walk the life? You know, like, that's a complete fraud. We all have things we struggle with, okay? Sometimes we're struggling to stop eating honey buns, okay, or whatever. We struggle with different things, right? But the first thing you should be able to get by is eating that swine. That should be first on your agenda, and you shouldn't be putting on any garments to reflect that you're some noble this or that, and you don't even have control over what you put in your mouth. I mean, that's crazy. But it shows you the low standards of what we think of. See, an idolater accepts anything because they want to. They want their filth and their wickedness to be accepted. They just want to be able to do whatever the hell they want to do, all in the name of something holy. And then you call them out on it. Oh, you can't. The only God can judge me. Well, if that's how you think, if that's how you think. You don't even understand the Lord because your punishment is carried out through people. There are judges that put you in prison. So you say only God can judge you, but God is judging you through these people that are bringing you to justice. We don't, we have a lack of, our, our people have a lack of real manhood amongst us. Real manhood. It's not easy walking this life as a man. Sisters, don't be offended, but you all punish us. Sometimes unnecessarily. And sometimes you need to learn how to curb that tongue and shut that mouth because you abuse us. You abuse us. And you should go tell your sisters to stop this nonsense. You, 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 I'm not saying the people here do that. I'm saying our, our women, Negro women, Latino women in general. I'm not accusing any individual. Don't misunderstand me. But these women are horrible towards us. Now, listen, we have failed you. We have not been the men that we need to be. But damn it, when you got a man that's trying to do right and you don't know how to treat him, you tongue lash him and run him the hell away from you. You have no compassion. You let out all your venomous hatred and anger on us as men, and you need to know that, and you need to go tell your sisters to stop this. Because we want to love you and protect you. We do. But you don't understand that when you are that way towards us, that is abuse also. We don't have enough men that are going to be able to stand and withstand that tongue lashing 
and come back at you and say, listen, woman, you need to chill, sit your behind down, or I'm going to have to get at you, you see, and not be offended as a man in doing that. And the sister can't be offended by a man taking his role. He shouldn't be trying to be domineering over you, no. He shouldn't do that. He shouldn't be trying to be the dictator, no. But hell, man, a lot of these sisters are afraid or they just flat out hate a real man. They've never seen a real man in action. We make mistakes. We make bad decisions sometimes. But sometimes, sisters, you got to be comforting towards us rather than, and you need to tell these sisters this. You need to pull them aside and raise them in a different capacity. These sisters are straight out enemies to their own people. You try to talk to them with any sound reasoning, right? Here, you got got sisters that that say they're conscious and black power this, and will send their babies to the very schools whose curriculum is written by the people that they call the devil and won't even help their own people collectively build their own schools and then blame the man for all of it. Brothers, we can't be chumps. You got to have a standard that, 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 that gives our women something to respect. Something and, and look, you can't be a pushover, man. And being peaceful and being respectful doesn't make you weak. You ain't gotta curse her out, you ain't gotta beat her. You ain't gotta call her out of her name. All you gotta do is focus on truth and righteousness and right decision making. And stand on it. Now, she's going to test you because she should. Because she has to know that you actually have the ability to have sound reasoning and can actually provide what she needs in a man. But hell, man, you've been too weak. You've been too much of a chump. You've got too many vices. Out here following all these, chasing these skirt, chasing these sisters. You know, then it comes down time to provide for them, and then you run out on them. I mean, I guess I would be as angry as she is. <laughs> she has a right to be angry. She doesn't have a right to abuse us. Hell no. But she has a right to be angry. And, and another thing, look, we keep treating each other. This is really bad in, in love relationships. Sisters, I got to say it. Sometimes women don't understand this. Men don't really understand it, but we need to get this from a spiritual perspective. Sometimes your abuse of us, you don't see it as abuse. 
But sometimes you're not treating us for who we are. Sometimes you're treating us in retaliation to your last relationship, to the guy that was there before this guy. This is why it is dangerous for women to be sleeping around. Because you take on characteristics and you take on you take on good things from men, but you also take on bad things from men. They're injected into you in a different way. You, you don't inject things into a man. We inject things into you. So if you have all these multiple men floating around in you, and, and some of them were abusive, and you never dealt with that, it's going to come out on the next guy who's a good guy. You see? And then you're going to treat him like he's the guy before him. And he's not. And then if he doesn't understand this, he gets confused. And he's like, man, I'm not dealing with that crazy B. She's crazy. <laughs> She's not crazy. She's just hurt. But this is the importance of a woman's chastity because it really messes up a woman emotionally for the we don't get this. A failure in a relationship really hurts women in a different kind of way than it hurts men. It really can leave some permanent damage. Not because she's crazy, because God Almighty made her that way. Meaning, she's not designed to be bouncing bed to bed. Now, listen, sometimes you have relationships, they fail, you move on, you get divorced, you get another relationship. That's fine. But you got to deal with your own self. You got to know how to treat one another and know who it is you're dealing with. Don't abuse this guy because of what the other guy did. <laughs> so the brothers, before you take on these women, have some standards of manhood. Have something of your own. Don't live off women. Don't leech off women. Have something of your own. You must have that. It doesn't mean that you're going to have everything that you want and desire. But you need a foundation. You need something that you can do to be a provider. Something that you can show that you are serious about being a righteous man. And really, when you do that, she's gonna you're gonna you're gonna anger her. She's gonna watch you. She's gonna grow past her pain because she knows she's got a man that is standing by her firmly. That's not a chump that's gonna run out on her. That's not a pushover. That's not a deadbeat. She knows she has a man that she can depend on. That's a different kind of woman. 
totally different kind of woman. Don't be afraid to be a man. Sisters, you need to go out here and tell these women, stop being jealous of men and stop abusing men. (laughs) Stop doing it. We love you and we want to protect you, but we need some damn cooperation. Because it's ridiculous. It really is. And I usually stay off of the sisters and try not to get on them, but but we need to we need to spread this amongst them to teach them how to deal with men differently. Because you know what, sisters, you all need to know this if you don't know. A lot of reason brothers turn to whoredom is because they start seeing that they can't get through to their woman. She's not cooperating with them. She's always, quote, unquote, bitching at at them. So then he starts to develop this idea that women are only good for one thing. So he looks at her like that's the only thing that he can deal with in dealing with her. So some of them, you got women who are traumatized. So some of them look for little boys instead of men, some some guy they can take care of. And then you get in a relationship with them and you a mama's boy and you got this woman taking care of you. And that cycle keeps reproducing itself over and over and over and over. And then look at the condition of these niggas out here. Gangbangers had no fathers. Go go check the history. Gangs sprung up when the divorce rates started to happen. They didn't know how to deal with emotion. The only way they know how to respond to emotions as men or young boys is through violence. That is not a man. He didn't learn that from a man. He learned that by, by, by being imbalanced. So guess what? All of the scripture you quote, all the garments you wear, and you still can't produce a relationship that can last through the good and bad times, that you can treat one another with respect, that you're not blaming this other party or some somebody else did. Alex, brother Alex, what's on your mind? I guess there's no brother Alex. I hope you all hear me. Yes. Yes, sir. Go ahead. Is that Brother Alex? No, it's Brother Ron now. Oh, go ahead, Brother. Um, I want to say something, um, what you were talking about. Um, 
You're absolutely right. Um, us as men, we uh, we have been weakened by the sense of uh, what you call feminism. Um, and there's a lot of men that don't know how to be men because we're not being taught how to be a man. Um, a man. So we go out here and we run away from our problems and we don't sit there and accept our problems to actually learn how to uh, diffuse the situation or to say, okay, enough is enough, which, yes, the woman is going to last, but we don't know how to actually diffuse it or we don't know how to say, okay, enough is enough to where she will actually comprehend or understand. Most of the women that are in the condition of being hurt um, or angry, they are like that because they're not being hurt or we're not listening to them. We don't hear what they're talking about because they've already been hurt. And before we get with them, I mean, before we even get to know them like that, we jump in a relationship with them. And when we jump into a relationship with them, now we're taking on the same problems that this man just actually gave to her. It's like a, a whole reverse, a whole cycle. It has a lot to do with the language, not being able to comprehend one another. I'm going through that right now, dealing with my own family member, my sister. I know what I am. I know what I do. I'm not going to sit right here and blame anything or no one. I accept what I accept, and I ask for forgiveness and keep moving. But most women, because of their situation and being hurt so many times, not only being hurt by the men in their life, but being hurt by the fathers in their life. And they hold on to stuff like that. It's a sad condition, but it's a lot of work. I I was doing something for the past month with this sister that I know. Uh, she was in a situation where, where her condition was so terminal, where she argued, she fussed. She was so angry at the man that was in her life because of the situation that she came, she walked into being in this whole Israelite, the truth. 
throughout the process, first she couldn't be heard. She he didn't listen to her. He manipulated the situation using her. To the point where he got so angry abusing her, putting his hands on her day after day, to where the child got a leg got the leg broken. The woman walking around with a black eye having to live with these scars. So for a whole month, I'm listening to her. I'm talking to her. Letting her know, okay, it's going to be all right. But at the same time, you got to let this man go. Let you Forgive him. If you don't forgive him, how can you let him go? This woman went from arguing every day, being angry, to where she is happy. All of the demons that was was in her, she released it. She can actually sit down and talk to her children, dad, and don't even argue. Just sit and listen to them. Where she couldn't even do that at first, where everything would have to have been an argument. So everything that you're saying, Brother Priest, you're absolutely right. And I give. All praise to the Most High Almighty, brother. I know that takes a lot to be able to speak about your own personal life. May the Lord continue to bless and guide your way, brother. Because I know it, it is difficult. It is, it is difficult. It gets easier every day, though. And um, some of the things is we got to stop acting like we're just so holier than thou, like we don't do anything wrong. And um, <clears throat> I just reached a point in my life that I was trained this way, which is it took me time to get here, but it, it, don't speak on what you don't know. Don't try to act like you know something that you don't. Confess when you don't know and keep your mouth shut. <laughs> but you got people that don't understand that fundamental principle. Treat people correctly. Don't take out your angers on others. Just because you don't like somebody doesn't mean you have to discriminate or mistreat them. These are fundamental things, particularly as men, that we need. But listen, if you don't transfer them over to your community and to your woman and to your children, it's useless. You can quote all the scriptures you want, but can you sit down and have a conversation without quoting a scripture? It's okay to quote scriptures. That's not what I mean. But if your reasoning is stuck on parakeeting what you read, as my teachers taught us, you can't comprehend what you're saying. You can't even put it in your own words. All you can do is repeat. 
You're mindless. You're not reasoning with what you are learning. And I'm saying there is a huge detriment in our people. That is nobody else's fault. Other people participated in what's wrong with us. The origin of it is us. Most High says, look, if you obey these laws, you'll be, you'll be blessed. If you disobey these laws, you're going to get an enemy of fierce continent that's going to swoop down on you like an eagle, an <laughs> enemy whose tongue you won't understand, and all these different things. One of those things is that the woman, her eye is going to be evil towards her husband, and, her, and she's going to mistreat her children. If you don't have, like what, what Ramya is saying, a means or a measure of directing your anger appropriately and releasing it appropriately and then getting control over yourself again, if you don't have a measure of dealing with that, you're going to turn into a mean, nasty spirit. We really are. We should be strong as men and women. The men need to be strong because we are the defenders. We are the physical defenders. We should be cunning, wise, intelligent, yes. But not for the sake of arrogance and haughtiness and trying to be better than others. Because we're not better than anybody we were so much better than how in the hell can we not get out of this situation we're in with all the things that they throw out there. And it's all babble, conscious movement. Oh, come over here, be a sovereign. Oh, come over here and follow Egypt. Oh, come over here and quote all these scriptures. Well, how about you just show me what's actually going on on the planet and how this relates? That is the difference in this nation. That is the reason why the Most High has raised you and called you from amongst the chosen and then charged you because you hear something that others don't. That is not a coincidence. But listen, brother, a strength comes from our ability to submit to our Creator. Your respect comes when you have that as your rule of thumb. People are going to challenge you. They're going to disrespect you. They're going to try to get you out of your character all the time. Don't let it happen. Don't be a moocher, a beggar, a leech. Have some character, have some strength. Because a lot of our listen, the real reason our women are in this in this condition is because of what men have done to them. And when they're in whenever you have an injured anybody, when anybody's injured, who do they want first? They want mama. Who do they want next? They want a nurse or some type of woman. Because women are natural comforters. I don't mean sexually either. 
the compassion, the great compassion and their love and their ability to to comfort you is beyond any man. That's a gift from the Lord. That's the Lord that put that in them. But my my point is women are, are, are women are damaged, our sisters are damaged. We all are, but those who are not on this path are far more damaged. And they need other sisters to let them know that they're there to help console and comfort and help them heal. But you, if you got a mean, nasty spirit, if you're wearing a mini dress and got your cleavage all out, your butt all out, you know, if you're doing those things, you can't be an example to some woman on how to raise herself, you know? Have some respect for your own body. Cover your body. Respect your body. But, brothers, stop looking at these women only as sex objects. Stop being so eager to jump into bed with them because as soon as you do, they're going to expect you to man up. Meaning, you're supposed to be responsible for her. You're supposed to help guide her. You're supposed to be doing something that she can help you with, and, and her helping you, you can help her fulfill her dream. So when you help her, she helps you. Now, you got some selfish people. You got some lopsided, selfish people. Try to run pimp games on one another, whore games and all of that. Man, that is childish. Real responsibility comes with your ability to just simply tell the truth, stop being deceitful, (laughs) treat people right, don't lie, don't deceive, don't cheat and sneak out and fornicate and commit adultery. Stick to your vow. Sometimes, you know, I can tell you from my own life experience, Sometimes I've separated from women, separated from them and believing to myself, okay, well, she don't know what I'm doing, but I didn't act on it. I I can't lie and say when I was younger, I wasn't tempted because <laughs> I damn sure was. I wasn't always a perfect saint in my walk of life because when I was younger, I was a knucklehead to some degree, but I'm saying you face challenges, that doesn't mean just because you are away from your woman that that's licensed to go bed down somebody else. You know, it's just all women are responsibilities, and they are the greatest thing to happen to you. And I'm saying that because even though she might abuse us sometimes and tongue lashes, she really, particularly the sisters, they're very present is to keep you balanced and humble. And when you are lacking as a man, you can't turn nowhere with a a sister around and not get beat up on. She is going to beat the hell out of you with her mouth until you get the picture. Stop being a bum. That's really what she's just trying to tell you. 
Stand up like a man and be the God of the earth that you're supposed to be. You're supposed to be ruling this planet like God Almighty wants you to. But no, you sitting here worshiping idols and making up excuses, blaming the so-called white man. She's trying to tell you he ain't your problem, you your problem. That's what she's trying to tell you. <laughs> You're supposed to be stand up like a man. But anyway, I, I, I'm I'm going on about this because I really feel this deeply. I see the damage that these things do, how they become multi-generational. You got to stop it in its tracks in your lifetime, in you. You got to stop it first. Don't go out here trying to teach somebody else something that you ain't accomplished yet. Don't even try to talk to them about it until you get some control over yourself. And my point is, that's going to stop the babies from passing on this filth and this degradation that you see in these after-hours joints, these um, fornicating sex orgy rings, this this hip-hop sex orgy madness. They don't know how they are destroying themselves and their people. When I was younger, I didn't know it either. But as I got older, I started to see the value of loyalty and commitment. And I started to say, well, if you're going to lie to a woman in order to sleep with her, is that right? (laughs) That can't be right. But in a society like this, they say, yeah, man, you just tell her this, 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 and this. You just got to play it real long. So some Negroes will, will hang around a woman for a year just to get in her pants, make them think that, she, that he's really sincere about being with her. And the Negro never had no sincerity at all. And he thinks he got away with it. You know, oh, she was crying when I broke up with her after I hit it. That kind of, you know, I lost interest in that kind of foolishness. Those type of Negroes need death. You destroy women and the value of women when you do that. Anyhow, that's in me because I see young boys being raised backwards, humanized, weak as hell, sensitive to all get out, without real solid, reasonable thinking, indecisive, indecisive, can't make a good, solid, good decision without some whimsical BS in it, can't even reason with facts. (laughs) And you want your woman to respect you and treat you better, but you got to be better, man. Anyhow, I hope you all hear me. Next week, we'll be back on the same line. And um, I'm going to be going over some foundations of the nation, uh, particularly for Brother Yakin. Um, we're going to have a part two of our meeting this Thursday. Please be on the line because there's going to be some very important updates. Um, that we're going to be talking about some some advances that we have made and are making. So thank you all for being here. We can adjourn for today. Shalom. 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 Shalom.
With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.